Okay. When we're in a big, huge fight, you have the ability to know that we're, everything's going to be okay. And when I'm in my normal, everyday, rational brain, I can go, okay, we've had lots and lots of fights over our marriage. We are okay. Mm-hmm. But when we're in a fight, mm-hmm. I cannot find that to save my life. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, we're talking about our most recent fight. You want to do that one? Do you have an answer for that question in Mm -hmm. particular? You always have an answer because you are the relationship expert, cool dude that I get to do podcasts with because you know everything and I just glean everything from you. It's pretty cool. I like where this conversation is going. You should, <laughs> should keep we just going. Just do an episode. Just do an episode <laughs> on, how, on, awesome on how awesome you are. Probably, probably, maybe a lot of men don't hear their wives talk about how awesome they might be. Just wait 20 minutes and then we'll get back to reality. I'll do something dumb and hurt your feelings. Yeah, again. but I'll still, it will not change the fact that I believe what I believe about you and being a relationship expert and you're just awesome and you have all the answers. Now, I don't always like to listen to the answers that you give when we're having fights. And that's because we're too close to it. However... Uh, and in a fight, it's hard to say you're right, honey, and I'm wrong. This is very true. That's really, really, really hard. Very true for me, particularly. And I wish that I could say confidently that I practice what I preach. Because in the middle of a fight, in the middle of being stressed out or frustrated with you, I resort back to some pretty dumb behaviors, yeah. even though I teach this stuff and I help other people learn how to do it. And eventually I probably get back to the healthy stuff. Yes, you get But there. I have to take kind of the long way around to, to get there eventually. Yes, this is true. And But you get there a heck of a lot faster than I do. We had a little tussle a couple days ago. When I gave kind of a passive aggressive remark, we were having the argument we have about twice a day, which is I'm waiting on you. Can we get oh, started? Yes. And you're waiting on me and we're not communicating. And so we're both ki- killing time on our phones or whatever. And right. the other morning you said that we need to go to Costco in the morning and, and do a couple things before you had some appointments and before I had my appointments. But we weren't clear on what time frame. On time frame. Exactly. And so I got dressed and I'm ready to go. And you're in the bedroom. Trying not clothes, trying on other clothes and doing other things, things and saying, "Look at me! What do you think of this outfit?" And then I eventually go, "Aren't we going to go to the store like you said we we're going to do this morning?" And you said, "Well, I thought we we're going to go later this morning after my appointments." And I gave the passive aggressive remark of, "Well, I guess I got dressed for nothing," kind of like that. Kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the tone and the inflection you put into that. That's it's probably a. Um, and a, a historically accurate recollection of, of <laughs> that sure comment <laughs> I made. Because I was going to say, I guess I got dressed for nothing sitting here waiting for you to get ready to go. Yes, that's so funny because Do you that's, hear the different tone? Yes, and that's not the tone that you had. <laughs> I'm Okay, my tone is definitely reflective of how I perceived it. You but it. your tone definitely did not convey the tone that you actually had when you said it to me. So let's take a little pause right now because this is something called skewed memory syndrome. 
It's an actual thing where when we recall facts, in quotes, facts about a thing that's happened in the past, we typically skew the memory so that I am the hero and you are the villain. Or you are the hero and I am the villain, depending on who's telling the story here. And we always paint ourselves in a little bit better light and we paint the other person in a little bit negative, more negative light than actually happened. So I'm sure that I sounded that way to you. And I know that I was passive aggressive because I was frustrated with you. And it doesn't matter right now how the tone was. Right. Your response was what? I don't remember exactly what I said, but but it was kind of like, fine, then whatever, yada, yada, yada. I was frustrated and mad at you. I was yeah. bitey back. And you the interest- what? Bitey. bitey. I know, back. I'm just making, a, making words <laughs> you were up. bitey back. The interesting thing is, as soon as I got into the bathroom, I was like, oh, I didn't need to respond to him that way. That was terrible. Even if my feelings are hurt, even if he was passive aggressive with me and it was uncalled for for him, it was uncalled for me to behave that way back. Yeah. And I admitted that fairly quickly yeah. in our conversation, yes, which is did. highly unusual for me to recognize yeah. something that quick yeah. when my emotions are triggered. Yeah. Yeah. So that felt actually really good for me. Mm-hmm. And I think our fight didn't last as long as it could have, could have yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate it when you come to me and you say, I know that my comment was a little bit harsher or bitier or not as nice as it could have been. When right. you take responsibility, it actually does calm my internal sure. defenses, my survival brain that's now turned on. Because at that point, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to prove to you just how wrong you were in your response. Right. Ignore the whole thing that I was passive aggressive and I started this whole thing in the first place. We're going to ignore <laughs> right. that. Right. I'm going to point out how wrong you were in your response to me because I'm justified now. Right. And even in my response to you, I told you that I realized, but I was like, I'm trying to tell you and yep. I'm trying to be sorry, but I'm still really mad and my feelings are really hurt yep. and it's not coming out as nicely as I would like it to be, but I'm aware of it. Yeah. Just expressing that lessened my defensiveness and frustratedness. Yeah. And yeah. Now, what's really frustrating in this whole story, this whole scenario, and again, true story, this actually happened a couple of days ago. Just admitting that, being aware of that, didn't make us have warm, fuzzy feelings no. for each other right away. No, we it were still sitting didn't. on the edge of the bed, really hurt and not wanting to be close to me, not wanting to be connected. And I was still pissed off. I was angry right. at you and I didn't want to be connected to you at all. At that point, neither one of us are softening. No. We are not connected. And it's in those moments when... We are both hardened and in that self-protective survival brain. Our our survival brain was just on overload for both of us in that sure. moment. That is when either the fight gets worse and we start to bring in either all the old crap from every right. other fight from the last 28 years. Or we throw in some sort of snarky comment that just kind of throws fuel, fuel on, on the, the fire, fire and makes it worse. And that's what can kind of lead these fights to end up lasting hours and or days. Right. And causing a lot more damage because the things that you say when you're in those emotions yeah. are typically much harsher, less true. Yeah. 
but carry Steve. much more power than they would if they were just said under a yeah. normal conversation. Exactly. The things that we say in there or the things that you say when we're in that position hit me more to the core of who I am and really trigger that downward sure. spiral of I'm less of a person, I don't matter, I'm not valuable. And then it just gets uglier from yeah. there. Yeah. So... And so at that point, there's really nothing else to discuss about the fight. We don't need to point out what I said and what I was right. wrong and what you said and how your response was wrong. It actually kind of becomes a waste of time to start to exactly. doing that. And we have to move back into let's get connected again. And that. that Hard. It is because they're a survival brain. Your spouse is not the enemy. Your survival brain is the right. enemy. It's that thing that keeps us separated. I want couples to hear that more and more every day. Their spouse is not the enemy. It's their survival brain. Right. That is the enemy of marriages. The survival brain says, I want my needs met first and screw you. Right. If I don't get my needs met. And I'm going to do whatever I can to protect myself, yes. regardless of how it affects anybody else. And so the best thing you can do is recognizing I'm in my survival brain right now. That's not good. I want to still take responsibility for how I treat you, even if I'm mad at you, and still treat you kindly, respectfully, and appropriately. And then I want to soften. I want to get closer to you again. I want to get out of that survival brain and move back into that connected relational brain. And you remember me trying to get yes. you to soften and yeah. what, what and, happened and in you, that? Well, first of all, you said, come be by me. I want to just be next to you yeah. so that we can begin that process. And for me, it is so hard to do that because I'm highly sensitive. So not only do I already have these heightened sensations, but all the emotions that are emanating off of you, yeah. I feel those yeah. physically. So moving closer to you is actually very painful. It's uncomfortable for anybody yeah. to do that. But then you add that high sensitivity to it and yeah. it actually really is painful and it pokes and it hurts. And when does it start to change? When does it actually now become comforting where me holding your hand or me having my hand on your leg, when does it actually become, oh, this it, is actually safe and connected. It's again. usually when I make that choice to trust that you have my best interest. Yeah. That takes a lot of shift. And I actually have to verbalize, this is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. This is painful for me. I'm choosing to do it anyway, regardless. Yeah. I have to make that choice to do it, even if it's painful. Yeah. And sometimes I'm fortunate enough in my mind to be able to go, okay, I have done very hard things. I've done a tough mutter. I've done 10 miles in the mud and obstacles and climbed up high super things yeah. that are terrifying. Yeah. So I can do hard things. Yeah. I have to make that choice to go ahead and just sit in the really uncomfortable. And usually when I do that, it doesn't take long mm. for that melting to happen, mm. for me to soften, for me to be okay. It's yeah. still hard and it's still uncomfortable. And I want you to hear it's not just you. I have to also go through that process. It's not probably as hard because I'm not a highly sensitive person, but I still have to make a conscious choice, which says I am not going to be defensive against my wife. Right. We will let this fight be over. I just have to kind of move into that state right. saying we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to fix it anymore. I want to get connected. I want to be close to my wife again. And I have to shift into that intentionally. And that's not always easy. But right. the faster I can do it and the sooner I can do it, we actually go through two phases, which is <laughs> you and I are sitting there and we have the intent of being close. We have the desire to be close and we're not really close. Right, There's exactly. that awkwardness. You can just yes. tell we're not actually close. 
And then after about 10 or 15 minutes, something melts. And yeah. then it's like, all right, now we're back to normal. I actually like you. I actually right. want to be with you. We, it's actually done. This The fight is actually resolved. Right. There's a few things that you said that's helpful for me. One of the things is that you know that we're going to be okay. Mm. You have the ability to, when we're in a big, huge fight, okay, when we're in a big, huge fight, you have the ability to know that we're everything's going to be okay. And when I'm in my normal, everyday, rational brain, I can go, okay, we've had lots and lots of fights over our marriage. We are okay. Mm -hmm. But when we're in a fight, Mm -hmm. I cannot find that to save Mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. So when you tell me that, it's like, it brings me back to, okay, wait a second. Yeah, we will be okay. And I'm just done. I don't want to be in this fight anymore. I don't want to feel this way. I want to be connected. I want to be close. And when I can get to that point, that's when things really soften. And then that's when we really feel that connection. You feel it all over me. You can tell when when that shift happens for me. And I go from being physically feeling terrible because all the emotions are so strong and so uncomfortable and miserable to then feeling connected to you, but just feeling yucky because... Because they're just what we went through. Yes, exactly. And there's a huge difference between I don't feel good because you're making me uncomfortable and I don't feel good because that was a lot of emotion to just go through. But I'm so thankful that we're connected again. There's one more step that usually has to happen for us and then it's truly over. And that's you and I have to usually get up and change location. We can't be sitting on the bed. Usually it's just circumstances forces us. I have to go down and do a session or we have to go run an errand or we got to do something for the kids or whatever it is. And after 20 minutes of just getting up and getting out of the environment, out of the situation and getting whatever task done that needed to be done, then we come back to each other and then it's like... Okay, well, that was just a dumb way to start (laughs) the morning. I'm sorry, honey. Yes, absolutely. And you're sorry. And there's usually one more round of tears. Yes, I get another round of tears, and and you do too sometimes. And then we usually just give each other a great big hug and hold each other for, you know, 30 seconds or a minute. And then it is done, and we are connected again. And that entire process takes an hour. Takes right. half an hour sometimes. When we were new at this and learning oh, how to do it, it took goodness. hours, sometimes even days yeah. to go through that entire process. And what I wish I could tell couples is that the better they get at these tools and the longer that they're married, that all their fights will go away forever. And that's just not the case. No. We still end up having fights, but our time to get them resolved is much, much shorter. Yes. And usually the time in between our fights is a little bit longer. Longer. We haven't had a fight in the last six weeks. Yeah. And everything else is just pretty pleasant. That's the whole point of this is is you're never going to remove all of the conflict in your marriage. But when you have the tools and you know how to get out of the conflict quicker and more thoroughly so that you are genuinely connected again and right. you get back to that state where you are emotionally intimate with each other, you're vulnerable again, and you actually like your spouse. And again, your defensive brain, your survival brain is turned off and you're in your relational brain mm-hmm. all day long. 
that's good. That's it a is. good state to be in. It and really I, is. And I know there's some people probably listening to this right now who they're going, we've never been in that state. We don't even, I don't know what that even looks like. How, how, how does that work? What does that even feel like? We would encourage you to continue listening to these podcasts, listen to all of them. Mm-hmm. And you'll start to get the flavor and you hear the language and you hear the approach and you'll hear the daily interactions that will start to happen, which will start to promote that. And if you have specific issues that you keep bumping up against, again, you can email us, right. paul at securemarriage.com or shannon at securemarriage.com. And we will be glad to try to address your specific situation in a podcast episode because we want these podcast episodes to be as effective and helpful and practical for where people are actually at in their relationship. Right. That's why we just are willing to pull back the curtain on our little snafu that we hit you know a couple days ago and let everyone know we don't have a perfect marriage but But we do have a secure marriage and we want everyone to have one of those two right and we genuinely mean that that is how we came up with the title of this whole program because i told that to my wife one day on the phone we don't have a perfect marriage but we do have a secure marriage and i said that's such a good name and i looked up the url and it was available and i bought securemarriage.com because that is the point of all of this to have right. a secure marriage yes. not a perfect marriage yes and when fights happen it'll get resolved anyway well that was an interesting one yeah didn't expect it to go there but, no. but anyway thanks for listening everyone we'll see you next time okie dokie bye-bye bye-bye <laughs>